Hello and welcome into today's episode where we will be joining Canvas Chevyville where I am bringing a word that is near and dear to my heart. I pray that it blesses you today. Get ready because I believe God is getting ready to do something incredible in your life with the message that you are about to hear. So we are continuing on in our series Kingdom Keys. This is part nine. I've taken nine weeks to preach and teach these messages. Has, has these been helping anybody at the church, come on, Kingdom Keys. So we're continuing in our series, Kingdom Keys. We've taken nine weeks so far to break these things down. And I could, I could probably, I'm just being honest with you, I could probably preach this stuff for the rest of the year. And who knows, I might, I might end it in the next couple of weeks, but, but we'll see how far it goes. But uh, a quick recap as we jump into this uh, week's lesson. Uh, part one of this was obedience. Remember the Kingdom Key of Obedience? Obedience unlocks the blessed life, love. We talked about the tithe. We talked about trust, how if God can trust you with the little things, he can give you the bigger things. Amen. We talked about legacy and inheritance. What understanding your legacy and inheritance can unlock in your life as identity. Come on. How many of you know, need to know your identity in Christ to be able to accomplish what God has called you to accomplish? Amen. So perseverance was another key. Binding and loosing. Last week we talked about favor and righteousness. Man, we had a Holy Ghost showdown last week, didn't we? It was amazing. Um, and now this week I want to talk to you about the kingdom key of sowing and reaping. Touch your neighbor, tell them sowing and reaping. This is a kingdom key, but you need to also understand that this is a law in the kingdom. It's a law in the earth. To be honest, all of these keys are laws or decrees that God has said will be true, period. These kingdom keys, these laws, the word of God, when he says something, when he decrees something, it is true and it will be true. So uh, we are here, we are in a kingdom. So when a king makes a decree, even he cannot go back on it. Amen. That's why it's a law. So another way to look at these as well, though, is that these are promises from God. With this whole teaching of kingdom keys, you need to understand that these are actually promises that God gives you so that you can have faith and stand upon the promises of God. Why? Because he's not a man that he should lie. Come on, somebody. He's not a man that he's not going to lie to you. So when God tells you these things, he will be true to his word. Amen. So when we talk about sowing and reaping, you need to understand seed. Touch your neighbor and tell them seed. When we talk about sowing and reaping, we're talking about seed. But in order to understand seed, you need to know what types of seed there is because the seed that you sow, that is what you shall reap. The seed that you sow, that's the type of harvest that you will get a return on. Amen. But before I break those types of seed down, I need to show you something first, and it's this, that a seed can only produce after its own kind. Come on, somebody. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 11 says this, then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit that yields, uh, the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields seed, whose seed, who yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. 
and God saw that it was good. So here we have another law or decree that the king has made. Therefore, it is impossible to change. That's why an apple seed cannot produce oranges. Come on, somebody. That's why a human seed will never produce a monkey. I'm going to straighten some things out in America today. Come on, somebody. A human can never reproduce a monkey, but yet we came from them. Somebody help the scientist out. That's why it's impossible for kids to be identifying as cats at school. I told y'all I'm going to fix something today. A seed can only produce after its own kind. It will only be the type of thing that it was in seed form. When God said this, it became a law in the universe and it cannot be undone. Period. Period. So let me tell you this too. Did y'all catch that in the scriptures? The Bible said that a seed of a thing is on the inside of a thing. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Let me come down and be with the people. A seed of a thing is on the inside of a thing. So you want to know what that means? The potential of a thing is on the inside of a thing. Y'all ain't helping me preach, but that's all right. The potential of a thing is on the inside of a thing. Do you understand that the Bible also teaches that you are a seed? Come on. So, so you are a seed that your father is carrying. You are a seed that your mother is carrying. The seed of the woman will be at enmity with the seed of the serpent. How many of you know devil has kids too? But, but we're talking about, so, so see, you are a seed. And the potential of a seed is on the inside of a seed. Come on, somebody. The business that God has ordained for you to start and operate is already on the inside of you. Let me try it over here. The ministry that God has called you to, the church that God has called you to start, the ministry, the thing that God has called you to be a part of, it's already on the inside of you. The dream, the the thing, the vision that God wants you to accomplish that you were predestined, predetermined to accomplish is already on the inside of you. My question to you this morning is, are you watering the seed? Come on, somebody. Are you are you are you planting the seed in the ground and in the soil of your heart where you can accomplish the thing that God has called you to accomplish? Come on. I'm trying to tell you right now that your destiny, that your purpose, that everything that God in intended for you everything that God wants you to do every dream every vision it's on the inside of you and God wants you to plant that thing in the soil of your heart because when you plant it it can then die and if it ever dies it can produce fruit I'm getting way ahead of myself help me Holy Spirit but the potential of a seed is on the inside Come on, the business is already in you. The ministry is already in you. The provision, it's already in you. The plan is already in you. The good husband, it's already in you. The submissive wife, it's already in you. Come on, the good father, it's already in you. The caring mother, it's already in you. Freedom from addiction, it's already in you. Come on, the power is already in you. The dream is already in you. Come on, I'm trying to tell somebody today that everything you need to accomplish Accomplished for your mission and your mandate and the reason why you were put on the face of the earth is all 
already in you. Touch your neighbor, tell them it's in you, it's in you, it's in you. You just got to plant the seed. Let the fivefold ministry water it. Come on, somebody. And then let God bring the increase and watch the miraculous break out. Come on, I'm trying not to get excited, but it's in you. It's in you. So there are three types of seed. So I've told you that the potential of a thing is on the inside of a thing, but there are also three different types of seed. There is the seed of resources, that's your finances. There is the seed of your words, that's what you speak. And there is the seed that are actions. All of these things are planted and they will produce a harvest. Amen. So let me break down real quick each one. Number one, you have the seed of your resources, which is your substance. And this is, uh, this is so r- let me break that down too. And we've talked a lot about this over the last couple of weeks with tithe and sowing seed and all of those things. But this is not your tithe. Your tithe belongs to God. We talked about this a couple months ago, so I'm not going to break it all down. But you have two options with the tithe, right? You can either bring it or you can steal it. Those are God's words, not mine. Don't get mad at me. You have two options with that. But watch this. An offering becomes a seed because it's actually yours to give. (laughs) This is incredible, too. When it comes to the to the tithe and God doesn't tell you anything that you have to do with your 90 percent. He says it's yours. You can do whatever you want with it. But when you give an offering, that finance actually becomes a seed that now can produce a harvest and a crop because it's actually yours to give. That's why it's called an offering. You can't offer what does not belong to you, but you can offer what does belong to you. So now when you sow seed and you go above the tent, you can expect a return on the harvest. That's why I said it Wednesday when we sowed seed into Jeremy Ivey's ministry. We were able to sow seed into him. You went above your tithe and uh, you went above your tithe and you gave an offering. And can I just be honest with you, church? You can expect a harvest on it. Tell God what you're believing him for with your finances, because you can expect a harvest for it. Amen. Amen. So God gives you a promise that because it's an offering, it now becomes a seed. Um, And on planting seed, you can expect a return. You know that, that Malachi 3.10, I'm going to say this, I'm moving on from this. Y'all all right? The pastor's talking about money again. Y'all all right? So it becomes, an, it becomes an offering, and this is incredible what Malachi says. He says, bring the tithe and the offerings back into the storehouse and see if I don't rebuke the devourer off of your finances. Do you want to know what that word devourer means in the Hebrew? Seed eater. So when you bring the offering... He said, you, bring, you have already brought him the tithe. Now he's going to open up the storehouse and the windows of heaven and bless you. But now when you bring an offering, you bring the seed. He says, I'm going to, not I'm going to send an angel. Not I'm going to tell you to, re- I am going to personally rebuke the devourer off of your fine. Yeah, somebody give God praise. Y'all ought to have been shouting and screaming for that one because that's some good stuff. God is faithful. So. We're talking about the first three types of seed. The first type of seed, it's, a, it's of your substance. It's of your resource. It's of your finances. Seed number two is this, your words. Matthew chapter 13, if we can get that put up on the screen, starting in verse 18. Matthew chapter 3. Most of us will be familiar with this text. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. 
When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. Jesus is explaining the parable of the sower that he told earlier. Verse 20. But he who received the seed on the stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, he immediately stumbles. Just stay right there because this wasn't in my notes, but I just want to explain this. Like when you hear messages on the tithe and the offering and things like that, a lot of people fall into this category because they tithe for a little bit. But as soon as that extra bill comes in, oh, come on, somebody, as soon as the car breaks down, it's like, oh, oh, I can't I can't give my tithe this week. I've got to I've got to take care of this. This it has no root. There's no root in himself that says I'm going to trust and believe God's word. Come on, but we in the church, we've got to get past this. Amen. So verse uh, 21, 22, sorry. Now he who received the seed among thorns, he is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke it out and he becomes unfruitful. In other words, worrying about money. It doesn't make sense too with finances in the kingdom of God because God tells you to give it away and it'll come back to you pressed down, shaking together and running over. But the world says, no, put it in a savings account, invest it, do this, do that. And the riches and the seats of riches in this world chokes it out. But he who received the seed on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it who indeed bears fruit and produces some 100 foes, some 60, some 30. I know I've talked a lot about finances so far, but do not miss this because this is not just about finances. Okay? Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Is that my, that's my last verse. Yes. Remember I told you a couple of weeks ago that Satan himself comes immediately when the word of the kingdom is preached. And we're going to get back to this text here in just a little bit. But Jesus makes it plain. Watch this. That the second form of seed is words. Your first form is your finances. That's a seed. The second one is words. What kind of seeds are you sowing out of your mouth? What kind of seeds are you letting fly up out of your mouth on the daily. Come on. The Bible says that the power of life and death is on your tongue. The Bible says that we should call things that are not as though they were. And we out here talking about we never going to make it. Come on, somebody. Jeremy dealt with this Wednesday. I'm going to hammer it home for him. We out here being negative and we spew things from our mouth and we spew negativity from our mouth and we spew nonsense from our mouth. But I came to help somebody at the church today. Your words are seeds. And whether you can see the soil or not, I can promise you they're going into it. Your seeds are words. And when you plant those So many, thank you, Holy Spirit. So many young people's lives have been destroyed because people have sowed seed into young people's hearts and minds and spirits. Well, you're a little more feminine. You must be homosexual. You're a little more masculine. You you must be a lesbian. 
And seeds have been of words have been spoken over children and they have been planted in the soil of their heart. And now it is almost irreversible to pluck it out by the root. But by the power of the name of Jesus, come on, somebody. I believe that we can reach a generation. I believe with, with, with the name of Jesus and the power of his cross and the power that was poured out at Calvary that we can reverse the curse that has been spoken over a generation of seas that had no business going forth. Come on, we're out here talking about we're never going to make it. We aren't good enough. How could God love me? I don't know how my marriage is going to last. My business is going to fail. I'm not going to make it. I'm trying to tell somebody that you need to start decreeing and declaring over your life things like this when you wake up every morning. The Bible says that you shall be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. God will command a blessing on your life and increase you. The Bible says you're the head and not the tail. That you're above and not beneath. Come on, somebody. You're blessed going in and blessed coming out come on God says that when enemies come your way he will scatter them seven different ways come on somebody the Bible says that you're blessed the Bible says that you're chosen the Bible says that you're redeemed the Bible says that you're blood-bought come on somebody the Bible says that the weapon might be formed but it will not prosper. The Bible never told you that the weapon wouldn't be formed. It told you that it wouldn't prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you, God shall condemn. Come on. I wish I had some believers in the house that would take authority over your life and begin to speak positivity over your life. Begin to speak blessings over your life. Begin to speak spiritual things over your life. The Bible also says elsewhere that you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place. You ain't broke your rich in God. Come on, somebody. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. You're holy, you're righteous, you're redeemed. Some of us, we don't even realize it, but you prophesy over your own life. With the words that you speak of negativity and you're never going to make it and the devil keeps coming and this and that and everything's falling apart. What if you looked the storm in the middle of the eye and pointed your finger at it and said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. This won't come against my destiny. This won't cancel out my purpose. I'm not going to abort the dream that... God has given me. I wish I could find somebody in this place that says I will speak life. Seed type number three, it's actions. Seed type number three, it's your actions. Our initial text in Galatians 6 says this, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit, that of the Spirit, which will be everlasting life. And let us not grow weary and let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we shall reap a harvest. I'm getting off the notes again. Some of us got to stop growing weary and doing good. Stop growing weary in your church attendance. Stop growing weary in your tithing and your giving. Stop growing weary in the prayer closet because those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and they shall mount up on wings like eagles. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let Susie Q and Susie so-and-so tell you that God ain't gonna do it. God ain't gonna, that you're not 
not good enough. You ain't smart enough. You ain't got the degree. You ain't got this. You ain't got that. I came to tell somebody today, don't grow weary in doing good for the kingdom of God. For in due season, you shall reap a harvest. And let me say this too, because I think I forgot to put this in the message. Stop expecting a return tomorrow. Let me let that sit again. So many people, and I, 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 finances for me, it's just an easy thing to go back to because people pay attention whenever you talk about it. <laughs> so, so it's just easy because everybody wants to be blessed, right? If you want to be broke, just get out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's because a, it's, a, it's tangible too. It's tangible too. Some people want to start Finally tithing after you've robbed God for 20 years and expect for it just sky to crack open. You want to plant a seed of an offering, but you want to return tomorrow. We serve an agricultural God. I like to say it like a crock pot God. Some of y'all heard me say that. We live in a microwave generation, but we serve a crock pot God. Come on, y'all know that microwaves be bipolar. Put a hot pocket in there. It'd be frozen in the middle and burn your mouth on the end of it. Come on. Am I the only one? Them them pizza rolls will tear you up. You better. (laughs) But we serve a crock pot God. We serve an agricultural God that says plant seed in this season. Do what I've asked you to do. Keep, he says it like that. Keep knocking. Keep seeking. Keep asking. You want to know why God does that? Because God loves to see people's hunger level. Because when he sees somebody hungry, he fills them up. A.K.A. the Bible says that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. God loves to see people's hunger level. Because if you ever prove to God that you're actually hungry, you better watch out, baby. Because God is fixing to accelerate you. He's fixing to accelerate your life. He's fixing to accelerate your business. He's fixing to accelerate your ministry. God is going to accelerate things in your life if he ever finds out you're hungry. Because this is where God gets disappointed. So many people start out strong. And then they grow weary in doing good. And hear me out on this today. Because don't you dare take what I just said and try to use it against me. Because if you have stumbled and you have fallen, all it takes is to dust yourself up, get back up, and God will put in a spirit of acceleration on your life if he ever finds out you're hungry once again. Come on, church. So... Seed is words. Seed is action. Seed is action. Come on. This is a law in the earth, and it'll happen to you whether you're a Christian or you're not. It'll happen to you whether you're a believer or you're, you, if you reap something, you will sow it. Or if you sow something, you will reap something. Help me, Jesus. Come on. You... So work every week and you would expect a return on the harvest on Friday. Come on, somebody. Come on. You so work every single week and there is a harvest that comes to you on Friday. People sow actions of craziness and they end up in prisons here in America. They, they sow seeds of craziness and they harvest prison terms. This is a law in the earth that God has established and God will not be mocked. 
We are talking about the kingdom and kingdom keys, and we're talking about sowing and reaping. So these kingdom keys, you can't actually physically see them, but they are laws in the earth. And whether you want to acknowledge them or not, they will have an effect on you. God has established the law of gravity. Come on, somebody. What goes up? will come down if you go get on the roof of this building and you jump off whether you believe it or not you are going to come down some of us a lot faster than others come on somebody (laughs) some little debbies i got in my drawer up there ricky be telling on me (laughs) what are you trying to say pastor i'm trying to tell you that whether you acknowledge this kingdom, whether you acknowledge these keys, it doesn't matter. It's going to affect you. What I'm telling you is that this will have an effect on you. What I'm telling you is that every action that you do in this life and on this planet will have an effect on you. You know, I get confused with some Christians. Help me, Holy Spirit. (laughs) I get confused with some Christians because They act like jerks sometimes, and then they wonder why they ain't got no friends. You're mean. You sow seed of meanness. You're a meanie. Come on, somebody. You're a jerk. Yeah, I said it from the pulpit. You sow seed of discord, but you want unity. Come on, we sow seeds of hate, but we want a harvest of love. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, we get on Facebook and talk crazy to folks, and then we want them to love us. But we sow seeds of hateful words. We sow seeds of hateful words to our spouse and can't figure out why our marriage is falling apart. We sow seeds of never spending time with God, then we can't figure out why I cannot discern his voice. Why can I not memorize scripture? Why do I not hear the Holy Spirit speak to me? I'll make it real plain for you. It's because you don't spend time with him. You sow seed that doesn't reflect what you are believing a harvest for. Come on, we want to have the greatest church buildings and we want to have the greatest programs and we want to have the nice toys in our children's service, but we don't give to the church. Come on, we want our finances to be blessed, but we don't give tithes and offerings. Every single day, your actions are seeds and they're going to produce something. They're going to produce But watch this. What if we started planting some good seeds? Hmm? What if we started planting some good seeds? What if we stopped being a jerk and calling it, it's just my personality. Come on, somebody. And we started being nice. Come on. Come on. Stop being a recluse and come out of your shell if you want to develop some real relationships and stop using the excuse of I'm an introvert. You need to start sowing some seeds of, 
I'm going to put myself out there so I can build some authentic kingdom relationships, which in return will get me to a place of destiny and purpose. Because I got news for you today. You ain't doing this by yourself. You can't do this on your own. We have an incredible team at Legacy Church. That's why we've been able to accomplish what we've been able to accomplish in the first two years of this church plan. It wasn't because pastors gifted. Come on, somebody. It wasn't because pastors anointed. Oh, Lord. It wasn't because of although it was because there was a team of people and individuals who locked shields together and said I want to see the kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven I want to see the kingdom come in Shebbyville Tennessee like I've seen it in Tullahoma I want to see the kingdom come like I've seen in Chattanooga come to Shebbyville I want to see the kingdom come to the Middle Tennessee region. And I know this ain't just about me, but it's about a team to make the dream come forth. Come on. Let's start sowing some seeds where we can reap a harvest of it back. Let's start sowing some kind words to our spouse so that our marriage can do a 180. Come on, somebody. Let's go above and beyond at work so you aren't working for because you're not working for man. You're working for God. I'm going to help somebody. Stop expecting the harvest of a raise and a promotion when you sow seeds of the bare minimum. Let me say it again. Stop expecting promotions. Stop expecting pay raises if you do the bare minimum at your job and can't wait to punch out of the clock. It's a law in the kingdom. What you sow, that you shall also reap. Am I making it plain? Come on. Now you're qualified for the raise if you change and shift the mentality of, I'm not working for these jokers. I'm working as unto the Lord. Colossians 3.23 says, I am working as unto, work unto the the Lord, not as unto men. Amen. Trying to tell somebody today that God will not be mocked. What you sow, you shall also reap. When the kingdom, let me just say this. Stop expecting harvest where you have not planted. Stop expecting harvest where you have not planted. This isn't just limited to finances. We always like to equate seed to money, but I'm telling you, your actions are seed as well. And what you are sowing, you shall also reap. Time, energy, resources, it's all seeds. What are you planting? So now that I broke down the three types of seed, let me show you something else. Your entire life is a seed. Your entire life is a seed that God has planted here on the earth. Mm. We equate seed to life all the time because it is that. The seed of a man is how you were created. The Bible talks about the seed of woman versus the seed of the serpent. I said it earlier. The devil has kids too. First John says his kids are those who continue to practice lawlessness. That's what first John says in the Bible. It says that those who continue habitually going on sinning as a way of life, practicing sin, that they are born of their father, the devil. Jesus told the Pharisees they're born of their father, the devil, because they were religious instead of relationship driven. Right. So your life is a seed. Your life is a seed. I don't know why women get so tore up about pregnancy and carrying the seed 
Because us men, sometimes we protected it longer. Come on, somebody. I just lost my whole congregation. Yo, come on. Hey, Austin's here. Come on. I carried my first boy for 18 years. My other one for 30. <laughs> I just lost all the women in the crowd. Come on, somebody. I had to protect that boy, girl, for 30 years. My seed. Come on, somebody. But your life is seed. God planted you here to make a difference. God planted you here to make a difference because when you get born again, Peter says it like this. You have been born again, not of corruptible seed, but that of incorruptible seed. You were born of the spirit, the, your father's spirit. Amen. Your father's seed. First John also goes on to continue talking about the seed of the father in an individual. That's what got you born again. Your life is a seed and you were produced after your own kind, but you must be planted. If you're not planted, nothing can come forth and harvest. And did you know that Jesus even did this? Jesus planted himself. Let me say it like this. You need to know the un and understand the difference between planting and burying. Watch this. John 12, 23 and 24. But Jesus answered them by saying, but Jesus answered them by saying, the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it will bear much fruit. The one who loves his life loses it. And the one who hates his life in this world will keep eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me and where I am. And there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, my father will honor him. Jesus is talking about himself here. Jesus is talking about himself here. And aren't we supposed to be a reflection of Jesus in the earth? So we must do what he did. Come on. What are you saying, pastor? I'm telling you that if he planted, you must be planted. If he had to die, then you have to die. Jesus says anyone who wants to follow me must lose his life, must die to himself, must pick up his cross and follow me. If he loses his life, he will then gain it. You need to understand this. There is a big difference in being planted and being buried. There's a big difference between being planted and being buried. When you bury something, it's dead, but you don't expect a return on it. But when you plant something, you're expecting a harvest. The disciples here think that Jesus is talking uh, is talking about seed, but he's talking about his life. And he is about to become the firstborn among many brethren, is what the Bible says, because he plants his life. He is expecting a return on the seed of his life, and that harvest is you and it's me. Can I be honest with you for just a second? Being planted can be scary being planted can be scary being planted can be lonely sometimes when a seed is planted it's cold it's dark it's wet and lonely for a season come on somebody but how many of you know when you walk through those seasons in life God is up to something Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. 
I'm telling you that you need to get planted this morning. I'm telling you that you need to embrace the dark season. I'm telling you you need to embrace when you feel lonely. I'm telling you you need to embrace when it feels cold and everybody's left you and you have nobody that has your back. I'm telling you that if you'll get planted, it might be scary. It might be dark. It might be uh, uh, tremendously scary. But I'm telling you right now that God has a plan even when it's dark. Come on, somebody. God has a plan even when you're lonely God has a plan even when it's scary Jesus later goes on to talk about it in Mark chapter 4 that the kingdom is like a sower who went out to sow seed and he went to sleep and he woke up some time later and when he woke up there was a blade that had popped out and then there was a, 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 a an ear that had popped out and then the, the the harvest was there in the middle of the ear but he also, but he didn't know how it happened. Oh, come on, somebody. You, you don't have to know how it happens. Y'all ain't helping me preach, but that's all right. You, you don't have to know how God's going to work it out. You don't have to know every single detail. You don't have to know every single thing that God's doing behind the scenes. Because I came to tell you today, he's a way maker. Come on. He's a promise keeper. Even in the middle of the darkness, he's the light in the middle of the darkness. You ain't got to have it all figured out, baby girl. You ain't got to have it all figured out, sir. Just trust God that in your darkest season, he's up to something. Come on, somebody. When God is up to something, you ain't got to see all the details you don't need all the detail you don't need him laying out a business plan God is in the business of taking destructive things and making them good things come on he is in the business of taking what the enemy meant for evil and turning it around for the good come on somebody he's in the business of making all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose stop thinking you gotta have the dark season figured out you ain't got to have it all figured out All you need to do is submit and be planted. Submit and be planted. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you would like to support the ministry of the Recovery to Recovered podcast, you could go to canvascheveville.com or bethebushministries.com. If you're enjoying the content that you are receiving here on the show, you can also follow me on social media on TikTok at Pastor Caleb Mack, as well as Instagram, Pastor Caleb Mack, and on Facebook under Caleb McCall. Be blessed. Until next time on the Recovery to Recovered podcast.